0: Take some notes and get ready to see your life in bank account transform. Hello and welcome. So, in today's episode, I invited my internet friend, uh, we met on Instagram. Emily Conley. So Emily is the owner of Emily Writes Well. This is her copywriting business that she has had since 2019. So she's a copywriter, a strategist, a teacher, and let's be real, just like a really, really cool person. Uh, So she is someone who helps her clients find the perfect words to show off their value and their voice. She is all about helping business owners make more money and serve their dream clients in a way that feels truly aligned and empowering. So I'm very excited to have her on the podcast today. So let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. It is Allison. And today I have a very special guest. Her name is Emily. And I met Emily a few years ago on, guess what, Instagram. Um, And she is a phenomenal copywriter. And I am just so magnetized to her messaging, to her face, everything about her. Um, And I wanted to have her on today because she's just so cool, number one. Um, But she also just has this way of speaking to her audience that I really wanted her to touch on today. Um, So Emily, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, what you're all about, and yeah, let's
1: get started. Okay. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for inviting me to be part of this. I feel like I could talk to you all day. So this is going to be fun. Um, Yeah. Like you said, I'm a copywriter, right? So I write copy is essentially any of the words that you use to sell. So copywriting isn't something we often talk about um, outside of like a very specific space. So sometimes people are like, what do you do? Um, So yeah, I write words. So things on your website, sales pages, emails, um, social media, all of that stuff can really fall under copywriting. Um, Anything, like I said, when you're using your words to make sales. So that's what I do. I also teach people how to be copywriters. So I do done for you work where you hand it over and I work my magic and give it back to you. Um, and then I also have a like small group program where I, um, teach people how to actually like master and practice the skills and improve their own copywriting. So
0: that's what I do.
1: Awesome.
0: Ah. Well, um, I wanted to have you on today because very specifically, I know when we all first start our businesses, there's like a part of us that is like, this is hard. Like, what do I say? What do I do? Like, how do I actually attract a tribe, attract my people? Um, And I know it starts with like creating content and, you know, I'm very much into the social media stuff, right? So like, even right now, Reels is really popular, but just how do we, how do we articulate that message in a way that is going to attract our people?
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, the best question. So (laughs) it can feel totally overwhelming. So I think that's the first thing is just acknowledging that like, even when you've been doing this for a long time, sometimes I sit down and I'm like, what? I have what I have to come up with something to say again. Like I thought I've done this.
0: Like, it's every lot. day for the past five years. I've been talking every day. <laughs> there's plenty of stuff
1: out there. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, exactly. So I think when like one of the most important things you can do for your content, well, actually, I think there's two things. One, be able to answer the question. Like, why does this matter? and specifically through the lens of like why does this matter for my for my audience right so when you are thinking about who you're writing to like that can get really overwhelming you're like maybe i have 450 instagram subscribers or followers right and i'm like that's 400 how do I write to 450 different people that can feel really like that stopped me in my tracks right I think at one point I had it was like 97 I had 97 Instagram followers <laughs> I had just started that felt like such a massive number to me and I was like there's 97 people I mean I don't think I understood that, like you know only a small percentage of those people are gonna actually do this but regardless um Yeah. So it was like, how do I write to all of those people? Like, how do I do that? And so I think starting knowing who you're talking to is really important. Right. So like, I'm not writing to 97 different people. I have one person in mind um, who is my ideal client, whatever you want to call it. I tend to call it like dream client or most aligned client client you'll hear all kinds of different terms for it, right? But like that person you want to work with. I think that's what it is very, at, at the end of the day, it's pretty simple. It's like, who's that person you want to work with? Um, pretend like you're chatting to that person over coffee and like, what? Would, how would you talk to them, right? So like, what would you say to them? What would you want them to know? And like, kind of coming at it from that perspective. So audience is really important, knowing who you're talking to. And then being able, like I said, to answer that question of like, Why does this matter? Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I've written content (laughs) before. I've written copy. I've written all kinds of things before where when I asked myself, like, why does this matter? The only answer I could come up with is like, because I need to post today. That's not a good enough reason that don't post that, right? Like if that's the only thing you can come up with just skip posting. Just like, don't put that out there because I think at the end of the day, what's most important is that like, there is a purpose and that there's value in what you're, what you're sharing. Um, and I think it's very empowering to be like, why does this matter? And then you're like, oh, because someone needs to build their confidence or someone, you know, this matters because my ideal client needs to make this change. And this is going to help them understand that there's a change that needs to be made. I mean, it can be any, you know, hundreds of things, why it matters. But when you realize that, when you, or you're like, oh, this is why, and you identify it, then I think it's, you feel a lot more confident about like putting those words out there and kind of like sharing.
0: Yeah. I feel like I remember, remembered you saying this many moons ago. Um, and that is still something I asked myself. Like, I feel like it's a content that comes out easily for me, it's so easy for me to say, Oh, they need to hear this because, um, and then the times where I'm like sitting behind my computer, just being like, WTF, why, what, like, what am I supposed (laughs) to write? And like, those are the days I literally just walk away or repurpose something. I'm just like, I'll just find something that I did a long time ago and just, Throw it back on the internet, you know? So so tell me though, like when someone gets in that like funk, like, cause I do this every so often where it's like, I just have zero creativity, like flowing out of me Um, or not even really creativity, just like anything. Just like, God, I'm in such a content, a copywriting funk. Like, what would you suggest to do?
1: Oh, okay. Yes. We all get there. So like, again, universal experience, it's not just you, right? (laughs) We're all feeling that. Um, there are a couple of things. So some are like really practical. I like to keep a Google doc or a note in my phone. I think it exists in both places, probably in a slightly different way. Um, where I just write, I'll be like on a walk with my daughter or I'll be like in the car and I'll think of like, something random, like a story or something I want to share, or, you know, I'm listening to a podcast and they make a point that really resonates with me. Um, and I just write that down. So like, start doing that today, just have this like laundry list. And it does not like mine is an absolute mess. Half the things I'm like, what did I mean? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but having that list to go back to when you're just tapped, you have no ideas and like, there's nothing right. Um, I think having that list is really helpful. It's also just like takes the pressure off at this point. It's mine's like six pages long. I would probably never work through everything that's on there. Um, but I really like having that. So I think that's really helpful. I also think like, so here's the thing, right? We undervalue, and underestimate the things that we're best at. So whatever you are showing up in your business to do, um that's your skill, right? So like maybe you are super organized and you are like helping someone organize their business or maybe your skill is, you know, marketing and you are like creating all these marketing plans for people. It doesn't matter what you're doing. But like whatever it is, that's your thing. And so we tend to look at that. Like I look at copywriting and I'm like well, it's pretty simple.
0: Yeah. Like, doesn't everybody know this? Like, I always yeah. think that I'm like, doesn't everybody? I'm like, Oh wait, no, they don't. No, so exactly. They don't, get this.
1: <laughs> exactly. And so I think even something as simple as like going to like looking at a service or an offer you provide. Right. Um, So if I'm really stuck, like no ideas, sometimes I'll be like, what is something I do for my clients? And so it's like, Oh, I write sales pages. And then I just break that process down of like, what do I what actually goes into that, right? There's all this research, there's competitor analysis, there's buyer's journey, there's a whole psychology involved. Like there are like 47 things, right? Like there's using alliteration, there's writing catchy taglines, there's using questions to engage with your audience. Like there are literally so many things that go into that process. And so what I like to do is just like break down an offer or a service that I have. And then I take one little tiny piece and I share about that, right? I teach people how to do it or I tell them why it's important. Or I basically say like, here's seven things that go into your sales page that you might not know about, right? So like there's a million different ways to do that. But I think starting with your own stuff, um, is really the best place to start when you're stuck. Like what is in your head and in your heart that you are overlooking and just taking for granted, um, and being really formulaic and like actually breaking down the process is the best way I have found to kind of pull those things out.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I even think about my, my program. So for social media sales blueprint, like I have eight weeks worth of actual educational modules that I teach. And I sit there and go, oh, money is a part of this, right? Or confidence, or it, it is like copywriting or like, there's all these little pieces that like, of course I don't start from like week one, let's take module one. And then like, right. I go through like the whole process on social media. It's like, no, I take a piece of it. I'm like, that's one of like, I feel like a hundred things of like starting a business or starting, you know, being an online coach. So like, I, I feel you on this. It's just like taking a piece of the program or taking a piece of something that you do and just you can do probably an hour training on that if you really wanted to, just this one little piece. Um, but like, in my mind, like that makes that, like chunks it down. So like, I'm not thinking I have to, Oh my God, I have to tell them the whole thing. It's like, no, that's why I have a course like by the course you get the whole thing and you get like exactly. the step-by-step, like the full step-by-step. <laughs> um, but I think so many of us, like we have the program already possibly, or maybe they don't like, there's a lot of coaches. I haven't even got to that point yet where they have like this, the, the program, the offer, like the, the full, like, you know, 12 week program. They might not even have that yet. And um, so even in the, my mind, I'm like, well, outline that first. That's a great, for, for me, like, that's a great uh, starting point for yes. the pieces of content. Because you can pull all of those, like the outline of the course. And then from there, it's like, hey, if you want more of this, you need to join my program, right? Like, exactly. Um, and it's yeah. so overlooked. That's so overlooked of just taking your course and pulling a piece from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it it works with everything. I mean, courses is probably absolutely like the, right, that's going to be the most effective because like you were saying, you have an outline and there's a flow and like you've kind of already started that. But yeah, I think you can do it even with like, you know, maybe you're a virtual assistant who offers like a 10-hour package, great. Make a list of every single thing you've ever done for a client and like what goes into each of those things, right? So there's all kinds of things. Also, I just wanted to plug too, if you're really stuck, um, I find going back to like notes from sales calls... Um, or discovery calls or whatever you call them, like notes from those and testimonials or feedback forms that people have filled out, um, are really, really rich sources for your content. So like, what did people tell you? Like, why did they come to you? What, what were they struggling with when you talk to someone on a sales call? What are those actual things they're telling you? And that's like a good copy those like pro copy tip, right. Is like using the actual words your client uses to describe their problem in your content is going to resonate so much more. Um, like for example, I for years would tell people like, I can't like, you know, I write, I don't know. I would describe my copy in all these ways. And I never talked about the flow of words. That's not like, That to me is cadence. Cadence is the flow of words. That's like a writer term, right? It's not something I talked about. It's something I do, but it's not something I ever talked about. And I was looking through all my like, you know, recent reviews and I had like seven people had said like Emily improved the flow of my words. I loved how she made my words flow. And I was like, whoa, light bulb moment this is how my clients are thinking of this. And so I started talking about it. I started talking about it more using their exact words in my content. And it really changed the way I was connecting with people because people who were like, I don't think I need this, read that. And they were like, oh crap, I want my words to flow. And that was just like a thing that people tended to like be really drawn to. Um, and people would tell me, right. Like, oh, I reached out to you after I read this post about how, and like, they would reference like my words just don't flow. And I don't know why that's such a thing for people because it's not in my brain. Right. Like that is not something that I ever thought of, but my clients know themselves best.
0: Well, and this is the thing too, I, our, like we're evolved versions, right? Of our ideal clients. And so we have to sometimes remember to go back and utilize their terminology. So you might not say anymore, oh, I need to be in my flow or in the flow or whatever, because y- you know how to get in the flow and that's not even a thing for you anymore, right? So it's like, even for me, it's like going back to use their words, their terminology, like, I don't know how to find clients. Like, I don't know how to get clients. Like, where are my clients hanging out? I have to like use things that like, when they're on that sales call with me or they're on that discovery call or whatever, like I literally have one notebook that I use. Okay. That I just have my sales calls or just have client calls. Like I literally write these things down and I, I, and I get highlighters every so often. I just like go through these notebooks. I'm like great piece of content, great piece (laughs) of content. And so when I do like getting those, like, 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 uh, like we were saying earlier, like these times where we're just like in the funk or like, it doesn't feel like we're in the flow and like nothing is coming to mind. It's like opening up these notebooks and just going, I'm like, oh, I highlighted that. That must've been something. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like, and once again, using her words, like are their words that they yes. literally said word for word and that's my headline, like. I don't know no. how to do this, or I <laughs> feel like I, I feel this way when I'm writing or I feel this way in my business or whatever. Um, and I know you touch on that stuff often too. Is like their words matter, like their like the terminology that's actually going on in their brain. Like it has to click. It has to sit there and go, oh my god, I just said that. Oh my god, that yep. I literally she's using my word, like my thoughts, like is she in my head? I literally get probably once a week someone saying. I think you're in my head right now. I literally (laughs) just said that. I'm like, you probably did on a sales call. This is I, I, and I
1: highlighted it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And now I'm speaking to you. (laughs) I am actually in your head. Yes. And I love that. I love the notebook and the highlight, like all of that. It's just, it's really, it's good copy. Like it's really, and it does show the power of words because you can say the same thing, right? Like in a different way. And it, lands really flat or just doesn't like connect with anyone. And then you can have the same message, but in the right words. And it is like instantaneous, right? You're in my head. She gets it. I'm sold without even really having to like go through anything else. And that really is just the power of words.
0: And I know you mentioned, uh, this was before like the pre-call guys. So we were talking about being real, like authentic. I'd love for you to dive a little bit more into that. Cause I think a lot of people do struggle with like finding their voice and, you know, at the beginning, we're like, I, I feel like if, even for myself, like, you know, being t- super transparent, t- transparent here is like, I was like really mimicking like my mentors. Like I wanted to sound like them because they sounded so just cool, like authentic. And like they were yep. like, God, their words are so good. So I kept trying to mimic them. But like over time now I've been doing this, you know, for four plus years, like I found my voice. I found like what works for me, like my realism stuff, like so how, you know, if someone's just coming into this coaching world or online space and they're just like trying to like mimic mimic other people like how would you say like hey, this is what you actually need to be doing to find your voice.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I had the exact same experience. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um and it's I think you kind of have to go through it, right? Like I think when you show up especially in the online space if this is new to you, like I I was very overwhelmed and was like, I don't really understand the words, but I, people are using these same terms. And like, I'm going to just kind of start, right. And I think part of that mimicry is part of the process. So if that's where you are right now, and you're like, oh, I'm kind of just saying the things I hear other people saying, and I'm trying to show up with the same energy of this person I admire or respect. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at the very beginning. You can't stay in that place. You just can't. Um, But I think that's kind of part of it. So when you're ready to move into like your own voice, which for me was a big turning point in my business when I, um, really understood, wait, this is how I want to show up. Like this is who I am. And when I figured that out and started communicating it, um, it was a big shift. People started really, I started really attracting like my people, um, and standing out because I didn't sound like everyone else. Right. So, um, so it's, it matters. It's really important, but to do it. Yeah. It's kind of complicated. Um, I mean, I will say I have a resource, right. Which is like totally free. You can download it. I'm sure we can like put the link somewhere. Yeah. we'll definitely throw that in the show notes for sure. Beautiful brand <laughs> voice guide. And it is like a, you go through step-by-step step and it asks you questions about your values, about your personality and about your skills. And you essentially like put these things on paper You make some like either or statements like, am I more this or am I more this? And it kind of just walks you through and it helps you get started with the process. It's not going to like, you know, solve all of your problems. So I think it does really help give you clarity um, into like, what are a couple adjectives I can use to describe the voice and the way I want to show up? What do I want my tone and my vibe to be? Because I don't think you can start doing that until you can actually describe it. So maybe you want to be really like it's important that you are really direct and professional and like that is how you are going to show up and that is authentic to you um great then we're then there's a whole thing we can do to right start doing that um the thing i will say is when you're working through this process um it is much more effective if it is like values based in the sense of like what really matters to you where like what are you building your business on? Like what is at the core, what drives you at the core of like your motivation and your passion and your skill? Um, Because that's where true authenticity lies, right? So like being values-based in that way. I think sometimes we hear that and we think it means like you have to be good or moral or something like that. And like, this is not a, I mean, I'm not advocating for like immoral, (laughs) immoral business practices, but like values based to me and like what I'm talking about here is like very very personal so like there is no right or wrong answer it's what it's how you show up in the world um and we were kind of talking earlier about like it can be a little different right like we can think like oh if I'm totally authentic it should come completely naturally I shouldn't have to try and that's what I hear from a lot of my clients they're like well I'm being authentic like I'm just showing up as myself but what happens when you don't actually have like, the intention and the thought behind the way you're showing up is you just show up super generic. We take all our personality out of it. Um, We just like we're vanilla and it's, it's not offensive. We're so scared of repelling people. Repelling people is like the best thing you can do with your copy, right? Like we, we have like the, in order to attract our dream clients, we have to repel a bunch of people and like the more comfortable you can get with that, the better you will do. But So I'm like off on a tangent here, but, um, yeah. So you have to know where you're going. You have to know how you want to show up. You have to have those words, right? Like one of mine is like relatable and relatable shows up. Like my voice is relatable in a number of ways. One, I like make a lot of silly jokes. I make things very simple. I don't talk about complex topics. I don't use in my personal life. Like I, I mean, I have a master's degree in literature. I'm like a huge book nerd. And I use a lot of really big words. Like in my na- in my normal vocabulary, people are always like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Like I kind of talk like a big nerd, right? But in business, I don't do that. So that's my personal life. Like that's something, you know, there. And I am very intentional about in my copy and in my content showing up in a really relatable, like simple, easy to understand way, because it's very important to me um, that I show up that way, like for my clients, right. It's part of my brand is that it's like accessible, relatable, those kinds of things. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, for me too, it's like clear over clever, right? Like, of course you might say crazy big words, like you said, like outside of content and social media, like all that stuff. And it's like, I need to make sure that they get it. Like, And that's always the big thing for me is like, even for my own clients, like, or my own like followers, when they come to It's like, I want to make it as clear as possible. So they're like, literally, I don't know what it is about her, but she does. She makes it so coming back to her page. Like, and that's the thing with sometimes when we overcomplicate it and we talk in like riddles, like, or I'm like, if they, if you lose me in the first few sentences, like, if I cannot understand at all what you're saying, or you're using words that I just don't I'm not, I don't relate to, I don't use ever in my terminology or my vocabulary, like most likely I'm not going to continue reading it. Like for me, that's like, like uh, if you guys saw my face, it was like, uh, like a bomb, like, ah, uh. um, and yeah. And I, and then, and I try to tell my clients this, like, sometimes it's just like, I don't under like you, we have to, like, we have to use their words. Like they don't, they're not going to understand this at all. So guess what? They're probably not going to read it or continue to swipe. Um, yeah. that's the biggest thing for me. Like we want people to read the content, right? Exactly. Want yeah. To
1: watch the content. You're putting all this time and energy into it. And I do think there is like a line, right. And this was a really hard thing for me to figure out. Um, because you are, you don't have to be the twin of your client. Like you do not, your voice does not have to like a hundred percent match your ideal client's voice. So I think that can be a little confusing because we're like, Oh, we have to use their words. Like we have to become them. Um, But you're using their words like in your own way. Um, And like your voice often is like actually quite different from the people you attract. Um, Like I had this, I'll give an example, right. I had a client one time who is like, her voice is so like confident and measured and calm and like when you read her content you just feel comforted and like Mm. she the way she like speaks so you know her verbal voice like everything about her like brand presence right is very like measured and calm and kind of reserved right so she's not um and anyway so she was talking to me and she was like you know I think I need to figure out how to bring more energy and more like bubbliness to the, to my stuff, because I, I just feel boring and, and I feel boring. And I was like, okay, let me just like, let's dig into this a little. Right. And so I was like, asking her, I was like, who are you attracting? And she was like, well, people like you. I was like, okay, what does that mean to you? And she was like, you know, creative people who are like a little much, <laughs> I can be a lot, right. Like big energy, big, like also messy. Um and like this whole thing, right, where it's like, oh, I've got all this creative energy and I've got this big, you know, voice I want to show up in the world and when I need help with systems and automations and all the things that she does, people like me are drawn to people like her because it feels different. I don't want to work with someone who sounds just like me because I'm like, no, no, <laughs> we're a hot mess. When it comes to systems, like we need something different. Right. And so it was really, actually, it was really insightful. Like we are I was able to show her basically how like really embracing and really showing up right in her voice is actually the like power and the magic that's attracting her client. And if she had turned around and tried to pretend, right, to be to sound more like me or to show up more the way her like ideal client is showing up, I I think there would have been a serious disconnect and people would have been put off by that. Um so yeah, I think you know, figuring out the the difference there. That's I'm so happy you said
0: this and you brought that up because I don't know if I've ever really thought about that. It's like my ideal client is so different from me. And sometimes I think, oh, she's just like me. Like and so I think we have to sit there and go, is she just like me or maybe she's not? So I don't know. I since so I've had actually a couple clients now that I'm thinking back on this, like saying, I would never spend this sort of money, but my ideal client would. And I would always be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, do you feel comfortable like selling the like and I, I had I had to sit there and like really think about that. I um, mean like how would you articulate like what you do to somebody isn't, isn't just like you. Um, so I'm glad that you put that in perspective for me because I I don't think I've ever really dived into that myself. Um, when yeah, your ideal client is just so different from you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they can't, yeah, absolutely. And I think like there's, there definitely needs to be something connecting you. Right. So like you have probably their goals, right. So I would assume like for you, probably a lot of your ideal clients see you and how you show up and like their goal, like you are living, like you're the embodiment of like what they want. Yeah. They see themselves
0: inside of me. That's always what I want. I'm like, they see this, like the possibilities of like, you can do all of these things. You're just like
1: me. Like honestly. So, yes. mm -hmm. So yeah. So I do think there's like that underlying, right? Like I work with people who are like fun (laughs) in some way or shape or form. Like want their, like they have, you know, they have passion behind what they do. They have a deeper purpose. Like they want to make a lot of money, but they also really want to, they want to make a lot of money while they're doing this thing. They're really passionate about, right. They want to change people's lives. They want to have a big impact. Um, and so those are what connect us. Those are the underlying, like, yes, we are. And in that way, like, we are exactly the same, um, but the way we actually like show up and like the voice we use and the vibe we have, and like, that can be wildly different.
0: Mm. Well, I'm so happy that you're on today. Cause I feel like we've, we dived into a lot of like little things. Um, I I'm definitely going to have you back on again. Cause I feel like there's so much more stuff that we can talk about. Um, I don't know, like any like last words of wisdom for somebody who's like a brand new coach. And they're sitting here looking at their content. Like, what would you like say? Here's here's my, like somebody that's been doing this for a long time. Here's my like words
1: of wisdom for you today. Okay. Oh, that's such a good question. I think I would say this. A lot of times, and I think this is especially true for coaches specifically. I've worked with a lot of coaches when it comes to like copy. Um, and I hear so many people say like, so and so's already saying this everyone is saying the same, like everyone is already saying the same thing. This has already been said, right? Like that, some iteration, some form of like that objection comes up a lot. And the truth is, yes, almost everything under the sun has been said. It's it's true, right? So that is a fact, but what's really important and the thing I could just get on my soapbox and like talk about for months, days, I don't know, a long time, um, is that your audience needs to hear from you so no one so yes maybe everyone high level is saying essentially some form of the same thing fact no one has your exact combination of personality of skills of experience and of values and so the way you talk about it is what your people need they have not heard anyone say that thing the way you're going to say it. You're going to emphasize different things. You're going to have a different lens that you're coming through. You're going to have a different goal or a different reason for telling them. You're going to have a different story to share. Maybe the outcome, like the takeaway is the same, but the way you share it is has not ever existed, will not ever exist again. Like that is completely within you. Um, And I think that's really important because there are people out there Waiting to hear that. And if you don't show up, if you don't believe in yourself and you don't have the confidence and you don't take the time to like put together meaningful content, those people are missing out. They're not hearing the thing that they need to hear. And I think when you can think of it that way and you can have that perspective and that attitude, all of a sudden it goes from being like, Ugh, I have to create content, like everyone's already said this to, oh, I have a very serious responsibility, right? Like I have a power and I have a presence and I have a value that other people need. And like this is how I'm serving. This is how I'm showing up. And this is how I'm I'm serving and living out my purpose um, through doing this. Because yeah, if you don't do it, there's no one else who can do it exactly the way you will. So mm. that's I think what I would say.
0: Gosh, I feel like you just like this is like a whole nother can of worms that I want to talk about. Like <laughs> because I think there's so much, so much fear of, oh, I'm going to copy what she just said or uh, all this because there's, I work a lot with like very similar types of coaches yes. and yes, they're all saying the same thing. I always say that I'm like, you guys are all saying the same thing, <laughs> but the reason why they're going to continue to come back to you is because of how you say it and how you articulate things and you put your, you throw your personality on it. And like, that's why they're going to keep coming back to your page, and uh, you know. And I'm always like, I always say this too. Like, they're buying you at the end of the day. They're not yep. always buying your education or your, you know, your content. They're buying you because they liked you and they liked how you said the thing, whatever it is. <laughs> like, um, yeah. And, and so, like, yeah. There's a there's always a part of me like, yes, you're going to have competitors. You're going to have a ton of people out there that are saying very similar things, if not the same thing, um, but it's how you say it and how you show up. And that's why they're going to buy
1: you. So absolutely. Which is another reason, like you have to find your brand voice and you have to use it Mm -hmm. because if you don't, you are then just saying, and this is the thing I think people never, never want to like acknowledge, but if you don't figure out your brand voice and you don't do the work to show up in that way, then you are just saying what everyone else is saying. Mm -hmm. It's generic it's repeatable and no one is going to be drawn to it. Right. Because it's like, Oh yeah, I've heard that a thousand times. Yeah.
0: So one of my uh, mentors asked me and I felt I, I, and I, this, this, this one thing still triggers me is like, why are you different? How would you, how would you help somebody? <laughs> this is more like maybe for me, than anything, <laughs> how would you help somebody? <laughs> like, why are you different? Why are you different from all those people?
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yes. This is a big one. I've been asking myself this. question. Yeah. A lot. I think
0: every coach goes to <laughs> like, I don't know why am I different?
1: And I always yeah. like to
0: tell my clients, and this is, I guess, how I coach this. It's like, well, it's because of you. Right. And I just said all this, like, because they're, because of who you are, what you're all about, your beliefs, your personality, that's why they're buying you. That's why you're different. But like, is there another thing I'm not seeing? So that's why I always like to ask people this question. Cause a lot of coaches I think are like, well, why am I, why am I different? I do I
1: even know this? Yeah. Um, so, yes, I think there's like well, what you just said. There's that arm, right? Like, you're, like knowing your core values in business, that helps you see how you're different, right? Because you can't have 147 core values. Like you can have three to... Four I don't know. People push it with five. I think you can have like three. Um, like that is a limited thing, right? So like knowing those core values will absolutely like set you apart. That will help you. But I also think like more practically when I'm thinking about like how I'm different, sometimes I like to actually make a list of all of the things that people like I will read through DMs text from people. I'll think back to conversations. I'll read through reviews and I make an actual list of things. People tell me that they really enjoyed or that really stuck out to them. Um, like, I also think about my processes. So I, I, I have a, again, a running list of ways I'm different. Um, and I think being really honest and like starting with how other people see you is helpful because it kind of gets us out of our own heads, but then going back to what you know about yourself. Um, and like, what is that thing that, is just your superpower within this thing that you're really good at. So like, you're this incredible coach, but like get really spend some time reflecting on it. Right. And is it like, maybe you are a better listener. Like your active listening skills are next level. And like, that is literally how you're different. Like you feel very confident saying I'm a better listener than any other coach you're going to work with right? For me, like when it comes to copy speed is my, like, that is, I'm wildly different from a lot of copywriters because I am super fast. So like, I actually changed my entire way of like my entire suite of services to capitalize on my unique difference. And so like now I only work in project days, right? So like I work with someone for a single day, they come in, like it's super fast. And like, that's, that is a big difference for me. And so that has like translated actually into like a marketable skill, right? So like that's changed into like sales and sometimes your difference will be like uniquely marketable, but sometimes it's just for you, right? So like um, something I don't make money off of, but like that I know sets me apart is I'm really good at matching people's energy. Mm -hmm. So like I do not have uncomfortable sales calls. I don't. Because no matter how I have ones that are like feel easier to me, right? But like, no matter how someone comes to a call, I'm really good at kind of like very quickly assessing where they are, matching their energy, and like having that feel like a comfortable. It may not result in this, like, I'm not saying I'm this incredible salesperson who, like, you know, but we're gonna like, there's not gonna be tension because like I, like, I'm very good at that. And so that's something that really sets me apart. Now, I would never put that on a sales page or like write about that in my content. Um, I guess I'm sharing it here. So now (laughs) I can know, but like, that is something that makes me different. And it doesn't mean that there's no one else in the world who does that. Right. I think sometimes like this pressure to be the one, like I can be the only person in the online space or I'm not different, but I will say like anything that just sets you apart from like the crowd.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you one more question. I meant, oh God, I feel like I would continue to talk forever. Um, okay. One more question. Cause we, you brought it up earlier and I had like a little mental note to ask you this question of like repelling your audience. I think there's a lot of fear around this. This is my last question, everybody. All right, all right. right. Like when you have that deep fear of like, almost like being canceled, even though like you might have like five followers, like like this is like deep fear that we're all gonna get like this hate campaign because we said something wrong or it just got taken the wrong way. Or you straight up believe this and you have a lot of people that just don't. Um, like, how, like what's your advice with somebody that's like, I'm so afraid to really come out and say these things and therefore they're not growing. Their audience isn't growing. They're just like I said being that generic coach or generic person. It's like, so how would you get them out of that? Like that, that mindset?
1: Yeah. Um, whew. I mean, it's a valid, it's a valid fear. I will say like we live in a time where like it can be like that is a valid thing to to be aware of. I will say I don't think you need to be afraid of it. Most of us are not like on a level where like you know. I, I always try it. to
0: tell people that too. I'm like the likelihood of you <laughs> yeah. having like a hundred thousand followers and you're getting canceled yes. is very very slim, very tiny. Fear, there's a fear that's like this person said this, how dare she? And then then all of a sudden we're like, all right, should I just stop doing this? Like maybe nobody likes me. Like we have all these
1: fears that come up. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, absolutely. So I think that's a couple of things. Right. And I think you called it like, how do you get someone out of this mindset? And it a hundred percent is a mindset. Like that's what it is. Um, And I think a couple of things, one, be really confident In that, like, why does this matter question that we talked about earlier and also be really confident in like your heart behind what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So only you can know like your intention, right? So people can absolutely take things the wrong way. I But if you know, if you know why you're saying it, you feel very confident. Here's why this is valuable, right? Here's why this matters. And I know my heart behind it. That's all that really matters. So like, if you can, that will give you confidence. So then you're like, cool, I can show up and say this thing. The other thing I will say is that like, unless you are truly there is a line between like something that is hateful or harmful and something that's just like an unpopular opinion. Mm. Um, And so I think you do have to do a little discerning there and be like, is what I'm about to say, like, is this, like, is this, is this hateful? Probably don't say it, save that for somewhere else. Right. Like I'm not saying you can't have the opinion you have just maybe save that for somewhere else. Um, But is this just an unpopular like is this just an unpopular opinion and i think you're the only person who can make that distinction right i think you could you, we know i have had things before where i've wanted to like put something out there and i look at it and i'm like no this is not helpful to anyone like this is me venting in a public way that like might make me feel better for about 35 seconds and also like ultimately is not serving any larger purpose right So those are things I just type in a little document and then just like put away, right? Get the feelings out. Maybe I say them to my husband, but like, I'm not putting that on the internet. Um, But like unpopular opinions are so good. Some of like polarizing content, amazing. You just have to know who you're talking to, right? So like... um, Polarizing content can be a great way to figure out, first of all, it gets a lot of interactions because people will like, will have an opinion. And I think too, like not being scared of people having an opinion. I, all the time, I'm like, there aren't rules. Like I'll have people be like, they'll message me and be like, you said to do this, but my, this other person told me to do this. I'm like, great. If that works for you, do it. Like, I don't believe, I think there are best practices. I think there are proven techniques, but I also think like if it works for you, then do it. I'm yeah. never going to tell you like yeah, there aren't my rules. My way
0: isn't the only way to do this. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, just be fine with people having opinions and like releasing that judgment of like, oh, if someone GMs me and like disagrees, or if someone DMs me and has a question, or if someone comments publicly on this and says like, actually, you know, and the exact opposite of what you said, cool, great. Yeah welcome that, right? Be open, be open. And like, just let it go. Like if you're confident in what you're saying and you have a good reason for saying it and it's valuable and it can help someone then share it. And honestly, bonus points. If it's polarizing, like maybe turn off the comments if you don't want to deal with it. Um, but I've had a number of things where like, Usually, I feel like my audience. Like, I don't. Ha- I've never had a thing where like I've posted something on like Instagram and then publicly like a bunch of people have come for me. Um, but I've said plenty of things that I get responses in the DMs where people are like, "I don't agree with that," or "Why did you say that?" or "Like, this doesn't make any sense." Um, and I love those things because one, it's like a chance to engage with someone who thinks differently, which I think like is important. Um, but two, I'm like. I made you think like I captivate, Right. So like if you get someone who's like, I don't know, upset about something or disagreeing with you, like that is such power. Like you connected with that person. Right. And like enough for them to really like think about it and take their time and energy to respond. I think that's powerful. Um, last thing, repelling people is great. So like being able, like think about <laughs> sometimes when I think about like Things that I do, right? So, like, I share a Schitt's Creek GIF in every email that I send. It's my favorite, like, I they just they're endlessly funny to me, they, they fit my brand voice, like, it's just a thing. Um, have I have probably had people unsubscribe from my emails because they don't like them, which great, like. If you're not into that, like, I don't, like, if if what I'm sharing is not of enough value to, like, overcome this, like, gif that you don't like, then, like, we probably shouldn't be working together, right? And, like, the whole point of, like, building an email list, building an Instagram audience is, like, to make sales, right? So, like, we're in business. And so, you only want people who you want to work with and who want to work with you. And so I always take it as a win. Anytime like I lose a follower or someone unsubscribes for my email. I'm like, great. I showed up. I did my job. I showed up as much as me as I needed to, to tell that person, like they no longer want to be part of this because that's not someone I want to work with. And that's not someone who wants to work with me. Like that's why there's 5,000 copywriters because there's someone for everyone. And like, that has been very empowering to me. Wow. Yeah.
0: I think you, yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Um, there's really not much I feel like I need to add on that. It's like you're going to have haters, you're going to have people that don't agree. And that's that. It's like, don't think more into it. Like, honestly, Um, exactly. Well, well, thank you so much, Emily. Emily writes well. Um, I love that, by the way. Um, (laughs) So I guess once again, tell everybody, where can they find you? What do you sell? What are you all about? I just want to make sure that everyone knows like what to do now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely um so come connect with me on instagram unless you don't like chips creek then you might be offended by my content um no i'm on instagram at emily writes well um that's where i show up the most for sure mostly in stories um I'm getting better at reels they're kind of fun i'm trying to like embrace the fun side of it and not get so wrapped up in the like other no side of it <laughs> and everything Yeah. There. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not trying to go viral. Like not my goal. And not probably not going to ever happen. Um, so anyway, I'm on Instagram at Emily Writeswell. My website is emilywriteswell.com. Um, essentially, there's three ways to work with me. So done for you work. I write sales pages, email sequences, Um, and websites. So that's the copy that I do. And then I also have a shop, a digital shop. It's called the copy wizard shop. Um, It's just on my website and that's full of like DIY copy resources. They're like very inexpensive, 27 to like a hundred and I don't even know, $140 or something like that. All like very um, reasonably priced, like little mini courses to help you figure out how to write a sales page. Like if you want to do it yourself, or if you want your dubsato emails to be like full of personality and not boring, I've got a thing for that. So that's all there. Um, and then the other thing is the copy party. So that's for people who actually want to like learn and master their copy skills. Um, Typically like new and aspiring slash growing copywriters, um, VAs who want to specialize or like marketing assistants who want to like really specialize in sales copy um, or like business owners, right. Who are like tired of having to outsource everything and like writing and want to put in the time and energy to actually like master that themselves. Nice. Well,
0: also check out the show notes, all this, hopefully all this stuff will be in there so um, we can help emily um get some sales duh (laughs) because i know there's so many people out there like i would love for you to do my sales page i'd love for you to write my email sequences (laughs) um so yeah please hit her up and yeah follow her at emily writes well on instagram
1: so thank you so much for coming today thank you Uh, this was so much fun thank you so much for having me
0: all right everyone talk soon Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Coach Podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N, Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen.